Avast me hearties, and welcome to Pirate Talk Radio. In this podcast, I discuss everything from lore, to updates, to the future of the game, down to the nitty gritty statistics and the player base. So please grab the helm, grab a sail, stand behind a cannon, don't miss the board, but more so raise the colors and let's set sail on this adventure. My name is Davram. I hope everyone is doing well. And we have Seasons. Season 1 has officially kicked off as of the end of last week. And I wanted to to give a little bit of time before I dove into my initial thoughts on Seasons. Just because I wanted to test them out. I wanted to get some playtime in. I wanted to um, be able to have a couple hours into the game. To really test some of these new features like Seasons and like the new Merchant Voyages. So I wanted to take that time and and really kind of dive into it and, and give you uh, my honest feedback about how I feel Seasons is, is going. And then talk about some of the upcoming events that you're going to be able to take part of uh, in, in, in Sea of Thieves. So if you're enjoying this podcast, please do hit the like, subscribe, whatever button it is that you're watching. Please drop feedback as well. Uh, this is, again, live recorded on YouTube, so you can check that out, Davram TV on YouTube, and all of your podcasting apps if you just want to listen to it and not see myself with my hands going everywhere. So, we're going to dive into seasons in just a minute, but first, everyone loves a little drama. So, we're going to talk about a little bit of drama that's been going on in the Sea of Thieves since this update happened. Now, we've talked at length about the, well, let's be honest, ridiculous cosmetics of the Duke ship set, right? So that was the $300 to $500 ship set that was released. Um, it technically, no, you don't have to pay three to $500 for the ship set, but in reality, you do, because in order to get this ship set, the idea is that you buy one of the new Xboxes, which, to be honest, have been hard to come by, and you log into your Sea of Thieves account on the new Xbox, and you get this uh, cosmetic. Well, as we know, Sea of Thieves is all about cosmetics. They love cosmetics. That's basically the entirety of the game, is you 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 play the game how you want, but the only thing that differentiates you, you between you and another pirate is, of course, the cosmetics, either your ship, your weapons, your, um, your, your, your costume, wh whatever it is, that is the only thing that makes you different from someone else. So cosmetics are huge in this game. And I'm on a hundred percent okay with that because any game that focuses on paying for looks, not paying to win, I'm all about. Um, the problem with this is as we've talked about in previous episodes of the podcast, you can get these cosmetics just by logging into an Xbox, uh, the new Xbox systems. That means if your friend has it, you can go log in there. Uh, if you have a friend that, that has one, obviously if you're brave, you can, and I would never recommend this, provide them with your account login and they can log in and, and get you that uh, particular ship set. Um, now, with that being said, 
It is against the terms of service of Sea of Thieves, which means it's the legal EULA, right? That you sign that you are keeping your account information to yourself. So providing that account information to other people for any reason is against the terms of service that you agreed to when you signed up and you got the game. <clears throat> but again, a game based around cosmetics, here's the thing. In 2021, you're not going to stop people from getting cosmetics that they want to add to the collection. My advice to Sea of Thieves is in the future, don't tie your cosmetics, unique cosmetics, exclusive cosmetics, to massive purchases, right? Obviously, we've got the Ferryman set in the past, which was tied to a $100 controller. We've got a pet that's currently tied to a Monopoly game. We have the sales that, that were tied to the Sea of Thieves game. Those are much more understanding and much more, um, I guess, acceptable purchases that, that they weren't some stupid amount of money. The controller was like a hundred bucks, but a hundred bucks is a lot better than three to 500 bucks, especially for PC players who they don't want to play it on the Xbox. They don't want to buy a new Xbox, but they want the cosmetics and they didn't have an option to get those except for providing their account information to someone else. You can go on eBay right now and check out, I'm sure there's anywhere between three and 10 different postings of people out there who want your account information and they will log in and get you the ship set. Only a complete moron would ever do that. First off, you're giving your account information to someone you do not know, you're paying them, and most likely, <clears throat> you're probably never going to see that account information again. Uh, they're probably going to get on it, they're going to change your password, they're going to do whatever malicious thing to your account that they can, or they're going to try to lock you out of it and then resell your account um, etc. Any moron out there would not go on eBay and do this. <clears throat> I'm sure there are morons out there who have done so and are probably now, um, opening Sea of Thieves tickets or, or being frustrated that this happened. But again, it's it, be smart about it, right? Be smart. But the drama comes down to when seasons launched a massive amount of permanent, I put that in air quotes as, as best I can, Permanent bans went out to players who had their accounts logged into by other people in order to get the ship set. Now, you're probably asking, well, Davram, how do they know? Here's the thing. There are many games out there and many companies out there who monitor where and when you log in. It's part of the authentication service to the, the servers. They can see by IP address where you log in and when you're logging in, a real big flag comes up if you're logging in and let's say Florida every single day or every other day or consistently logging in in Florida. And then all of a sudden your account is logged in in Alaska and it's only logged in for a few moments or a day. And then all of a sudden the next day or later that day, you're logged back in in Florida. That's a huge red flag that it wasn't you that logged into the account. <clears throat> and Sea of Thieves or any other game can see that. Um, I played a private server uh, game of EverQuest called Project 1999. And they are very, very, very tight about people logging into other computers and other, other, you know, not you logging into your account. And that's how they would go about bannings and stuff like that of, of selling accounts or whatever that's against terms of service. They would see where you're consistently logging in. They would see 
where the account is being logged into and, you know, vice versa. If you've got an account that's being logged in throughout a day in several different states, or all of a sudden the account changes hands, right? It's being sold and then therefore logging in consistently in a new location, it's a red flag that the terms of service or the EULA has been broken and therefore it's a bannable offense. <clears throat> a massive amount of bannings, including to people I consider friends, went out with seasons coming out because there were community members that have the new Xbox and um, people that were relatively trusted and they didn't do anything to my knowledge that was malicious. All that they did was they had Sea of Thieves on the new Xbox and they logged into their friends or community members' accounts that they had played with and they were friends with to get them the ship cosmetics. Unfortunately, breaking the terms of service and all those accounts were permanently, and again, air quotes, big air quotes, banned. Um, a lot of these bannings, in fact, most of these bannings have been overturned, including the person who was offering this service. Now, whether or not that is 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 stays or is that true or whatever, I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I never had anyone log into my account. I don't have the Duke ship set. Um, I play by the rules, right? I, I always like to play by the rules. And though I'm a collectionist, um, a completionist, and I want the ship set just to complete my ship sets, I don't have any intention in breaking the law in order to get a hold of those. But as I tweeted out to Sea of Thieves, I don't understand these permanent bannings. They should have expected this to happen. Anytime that you are playing a game, specifically a game around piracy and stealing and, and, and all that stuff, and you're dealing with player base in 2021 who's all about getting what they want when they want it, you had to expect this happening. Like Sea of Thieves, I don't think the majority of the people who work in that company are stupid. I think they're very intelligent people. But coming up with a system where people have to buy a new Xbox um, in order to get these cosmetics and thinking that people are not going to cheese the system and go against TOS to get these cosmetics when the entire game is based around cosmetics is just absolutely ignorant. Um, I, I really think Sea of Thieves really needs to look at this and how much work it took them to both ban people and then unban them um, when it was at the end of the day, it's their fault. Was it a good idea to have some sort of promotional thing attached um, to the new Xbox launch? Absolutely. They are a Microsoft Xbox studio. They should have done something in order to promote this launch. However, there's a large portion of your player base, and you've talked about it on many monthly updates, that come from PC, that have the Xbox Game Pass and play on PC, or have the Steam version and play on PC, and those players, they're just as bloodthirsty about getting cosmetics as any Xbox player, and therefore they're going to want to get that cosmetic, and they don't want to spend three to $500 for a paperweight that just sits around um, on their desk or, or whatever and not play it just to get these cosmetics. It's silly. It's stupid. You can't expect people to do that. So I would expect more people to continue to do this and I expect more bannings and I don't know if Sea of Thieves is going to be forgiving in the future when it comes to these bannings. However, um, it is something to think about and anyone out there who's thought about this or anyone out there who's in the process of trying to get these ship cosmetics, I will warn you. Be very, very careful giving your contact information, giving your account information to people you don't know, or even people who are multiple states away or, or whatever, 
that Sea of Thieves can and will track that information and can and will ban you based on the terms of service and the EULA of the game. Just be smart, right? Be smart. You're not going to give your banking information out to some person. Why give out your gaming um, information? I can tell you right now, it's just bad data privacy and bad for you because at the end of the day, there is important information on your Microsoft account, such as the credit card or PayPal information that you're using to buy your ancient coins or Emporium items. If you now give access to someone else to have access to your account, they're going to be able to get that information. So again, just be smart. Don't provide your contact information out. But at the same regards, this did cause a lot of drama and a lot of extra work for the Sea of Thieves uh, team because they had to go through, they had to track all these different people and they had to issue bannings. Now, a lot of them have been, as I said, overturned, but it was still a lot of extra work that they could have avoided if they thought a little bit more, I guess, constructively and maybe a little bit more um, just just broaden their mind about how people could get a hold of these. Maybe you put them on the Emporium. Maybe you do. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If you would have said, if you had said you can get the Duke ship set now with a, a, uh, the Xbox 360, or not the 360, whatever the new one's called. I've lost track of the numbers and Roman numerals at this point. But they could have said, if you buy the new one, you get it. And they should have put it on a code inside there. Um, again, the code could be sold, absolutely. But all that you have to do at that point is say, this particular ship set will go up for $20, $25 in the Emporium after this particular special is over. What you do with that particular line of thought is you give access to this to everyone and you control the reseller market where they're not going to be able to charge a stupid amount of money for a code like they do the um, Black Dog set or like they do with the, the day one sales or like they do with the, the Ferryman set because Sea of Thieves has already put out or they would have already put out, this will be on the Emporium for $25. So therefore, anyone going on eBay and wanting it, if they want to pay the premium price to get the items now, they can. But at the end of the day, they know in a couple months, they're going to be on the Emporium for $25. They're probably going to elect to just wait because in all honesty, the Duke set, though pieces of it are cool, it's just a bunch of glowing crap. It is giant green X's everywhere and glowing all over the place. And it's just... I don't know. The design of it and the artwork is nice, but you know how I feel about glowing stuff. I know a lot of the player base likes the glowing stuff, and therefore this would be a very um, a, an item that many of them would be interested in. I don't like the glowing stuff. I think the overall look of the ship set is kind of cheesy and lame with all the Xbox logos, but I understand why it was designed. I just think Sea of Thieves could have done a little bit more thought into controlling this really open door policy to breaking their TOS and then therefore a, a long and, and tedious amount of work on their side to try to catch all these people who are breaking TOS and provide bannings and now reversing those bannings. I just think a little bit more of creative thought going into that would have been a much better thing, especially since we can see now with seasons that they are really focused on making sure that the PC and Xbox playing with the season and the unlocks and everything else is fair across the board, right? So the the selling of the Duke set with the Xbox was really just not fair to specifically PC players, 
I understand why they did it, but it was executed very poorly and is now causing a lot of issues um, <clears throat> to uh, the, the support staff um, in order to get these things taken care of. So I, I really think, I hope in the future, Sea of Thieves really, really takes um, heart about what went on here and really thinks about how to make this better in the future and helps to stop the scams helps to stop this this um, systemic break of TOS, and et cetera, for cosmetics, which, again, is really the ultimate thing that everyone's trying to collect in this game. All right, so now let's move on and look at Season 1. Now, I did um, a few episodes where I talked about what I would like to see for Season 1, and I think, in general, Sea of Thieves um, produced a good product here. I'm not going to say they produced a great product, and we'll go into why. And I think it was a good start for um, for for their seasons, right? This is a new system. This is their first attempt at a new system. And I think in some regards, they hit it out of the park. In other regards, they really, really just flubbed it up. And we'll talk about what I think the good, the bad, and the real ugly was with seasons. So let's start with the good. They introduced a new um, set of cosmetics for ships and for the player um, focused around the Shrouded Ghost. So there are sets of sails, there are sets of uh, tattoos and face paints, um, there are sets of flags, and, and it's a really nice coloration. It's a brand new set of colors that they've really not put together. Blue, gold, and purple. Very regal, very royal. Um, and it looks really nice with the Shroud Breaker um, logo on it. They also um, released in this a continuation of their, what I call the Elsa or the Frozen or the Let It Go set. Um, they've got some hair pieces. They've got beards. They've got uh, more accessories to that outfit um, in order to build your costume on that. And I think they're all des designed well. And it's really nice to see that we're getting new beards and, and hair and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, hats, uh, are, are in here, um, as well. Um, so I think the, um, the rewards that you get in general for this season are okay. Um, it's a brand new set of, of items, and this is for the free version of the past. Okay. Keep in mind the free version of the past is what I'm talking about, that they did good on this. In fact, that that you get these, these new things. Everyone gets to get the ship cosmetics. What I would have liked to see them do a little bit better, though, is though you get the sails and though you get the flag for the Shroud Breaker, there's no other bits to the ship that you got. I would have liked to see for the free version of the past, or maybe even the purchase version of the past, that you can get the full ship, and you don't get that, which is kind of upsetting to me. Um, I think maybe um, for the free version, you get the sails and the flag, and the higher up you go, the better your flag looks, the better the sails gets. And then maybe for the paid version, you could get the hull, the capstan, the cannons, and those things. And if you paid for the plunder pass, you could get the full ship set. So I think they missed the board a little bit on that, where they could have made it a little bit better and made a co cohesive, nice, solid, uh, full ship cosmetic set in a combination of free and with the um with the, the 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 free version and the plunder pass paid for version um now what i think they could have done better 
with the free version. I anticipated that uh, every couple levels we were going to get gold, we were going to get doubloons, uh, and we were going to get ancient coins. Like many games, um, aside from Sea of Thieves, do with their season pass. I think, unfortunately, Sea uh, of Thieves overdid it. Um, in the first 10 levels, you get um, four sets of gold and one set of um, uh, and one set of ancient coins. So you're talking about five of your first 10 levels, you're getting gold or ancient coins. You don't get a whole lot of ancient coins, but you get some ancient coins, which recoups your cost of the 999 ancient coins and or $10 um, that the plunder pass, the, the expensive version, um, the, the paid for version costs. So um, yeah, I, I, I think at the end of the day, it's a little bit too much gold for me. And that's the first 10 levels. If we go to the next 10 levels, we're looking at another set of five gold and one ancient coin along with one doubloons. So in the next 10 levels, 11 to 20, you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Only three things that you get in 11 through 20 are actual cosmetic items. The rest are gold doubloons or ancient coins. And I think this is really bad. Now, they have introduced, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, a nice gold dump um, in, the, in the game right now um, with some new cosmetics that, in my opinion, look absolutely brilliant. The design team for some of the new cosmetics that were released in this, uh, in this season are absolutely brilliant. They look great. I don't think I've seen a single set of cosmetics that were released in this, um, in this update that don't look good. They did a great job. The art team did a great job with all of that stuff um, from the new uh, bilge rat stuff to the, um, the reskinned wailing barnacle stuff to um, the new, what I call it's called dark adventure. I think they missed the board on that one as well and should have been dark legend um, items from the pirate legend hideout. Um, I, I think, I, I think they did a great job. You're going to be looking at spending about 20 million, um, a little bit over 20 million gold if you want to buy everything that came out in this particular um, update. Now, that's a lot. I couldn't buy it all. I was at 5 million gold, and I felt pretty comfortable there because they hadn't really instituted a gold dump um, uh, for a long time. So I felt pretty comfortable in that position. I was wrong. 20 million gold for all the new cosmetics, I absolutely think was a great decision on their part because one of the things that has been devalued for a long time is gold because there hasn't been anything um, to spend your gold on. You just keep getting gold and keep getting gold and keep getting gold and nothing to spend it on. So I'm glad they actually have that dump in there. However, with the season pass, I feel like they should have pulled back the amount of gold because in all honesty, the gold you're getting in the season pass is pennies on the dollar, right? <laughs> You're getting a couple hundred here, a couple thousand here, whatever. It, it's in in my opinion, it doesn't constitute the twenty million gold that you that you that you need to buy all the cosmetics. If they're going to put this many doubloons and gold uh, rewards in the season pass, it needs to be meaningful. It needs to be that you can get a couple million gold out of just the season pass. Um, in order to uh, unlock some of the new stuff. Do I think they should give you 20 million gold on the season pass? Absolutely not. 
But a couple million gold to maybe get a few of the Dark Adventure items, I think would be a great idea. I'm not seeing you being able to get that much gold. Uh, maybe enough to unlock one item, but I think maybe two or three item unlock based on the gold would have been a smart decision. But that's what they chose to do. I think it was a mistake. There are 100 levels to this particular season pass. Um, <coughs> and at 100, um, for the free season pass, <clears throat> you get the Shroud Breaker um, Scar set, which I haven't got to see it yet, but I think it's going to look pretty cool. If you're a Pirate Legend, you get the Pirate Legend Curse, which turns your eyes uh, white and they glow green, and it puts a um, Athena symbol on your chest that glows. Looks absolutely great. Looks brilliant. It's a simple curse. It kind of reminds me a lot of the gold curse and its simplicity. Uh, or not the gold curse, the, the Order of Souls curse and its simplicity where you just have the, the black uh, eye run that you have. Um, I think this is a very simple curse. Um, most of the glow is hideable except in the eyes. I think this curse was designed very well. And you get the Silver Skull Sails, which from what I understand are exclusive. And I hope that we don't see them pop up on the Emporium. And this is actually exclusive for people who've reached Renowned 100. There is a second item in this season pass, which is an exclusive. The, um, the sales come from the plunder pass, the paid for pass, of course. Um, but there was another set um, of, of, of exclusive items um, that I believe, and I hope stay exclusive to the season pass in here. Uh, I'm just clicking through the rewards right now to find it. It's actually a wheel, and the wheel looks really nice. It's like a combination between the Insider's Wheel and the Bone Crusher Wheel. Um, I thought it was at 50, but I guess I'm, I'm mistaken at that because I'm not seeing it right now um, pop up into my face. Um, but it's, it's another really nice cosmetic, in my opinion. I haven't got to that yet. I haven't unlocked it yet. Um, but I hope that that one also remains completely exclusive to Season 1. Because from what I can see right now, you get some, you get some stuff which seem to be exclusive, but I'm not sure how much of it's going to be exclusive. Um, because I know for a fact the Plunder Pass weapons set, that if you pay the $10 now uh, to get the weapons set, and then you decide to go into Season 2, you'll notice that all those weapons are going to be sold on the Pirate Emporium. And I'm totally against that. If you are paying for a season pass, and I've talked about this uh, many, many times, that you should feel like you've got exclusive stuff. Not that you've got your hands on it first, but that you actually have exclusive stuff that unless someone buys the plunder pass, unless someone goes through all 100 levels, they will never get that stuff. And I talked about this in the previous episodes of the podcast, so I really think Sea of Thieves did a bad job at the design of some of this uh, this pass, stating that some of this stuff, a lot of this stuff, you will see on the store um, after, in, in Season 2, you'll see this stuff on the store for purchase. And I think that's a just a bad, bad, bad decision on their part. Um, uh, it's bad. Just bad. If you buy the Season Pass or that you're getting the free season pass, and you're putting the work in to get those 100 levels, you should receive everything in that pass as exclusives. And no one should be able to get those again unless they purchased and completed the season pass 
like you did. It really makes you feel as a player that you're getting these exclusive content items and they're not really that exclusive. They're only exclusive until season two or until they put them on the Emporium or until they add them to Twitch drops, which I'm sure they will probably do. Um, and I just don't like that. Your, your entire game is, a, is based around the exclusivity of, of cosmetics and making sure that, you know, these players did these special things. Make them feel like they're special, right? Make them feel like they're special, not just for the three months of the season, but forever, right? Forever. So that was my bad. I think the cosmetic unlocks, though they look good, should be completely exclusive to those people who either are playing through the season pass or, um, or completing the season pass, not for anyone who missed out. Now the ugly of this update. Bugs. <clears throat> it's never a Sea of Thieves update without bugs. I'm not going to sit here and rant for a long time about hit registration, which is clearly awful. But in this update, they released a new voyage. The Merchant Sunken Ship Voyage, which I'm going to be completely honest, is a lot of fun um, and plays into the season rewards very well because you have to sail around and find clues to um, find this sunken ship um, and open it and get all the delicious merchant items inside. If you are not a pirate legend or you are uh, you struggle with doing merchant stuff, these voyages are the voyages for you. You not only rank up your merchant very quickly, but you get a lot of merchant items and therefore a lot of things to sell at your grade five emissary or or however you want to do it and get a lot of the um the the reputation gains for it why this is ugly though and why um i say bugs are the ugly piece of this update is these particular um voyages are bugged they are very bugged um i did about five hours of these voyages on a live stream on on uh, last friday and what we found was things that are floating in the water when you're sailing through are sinking and they don't look like they're sinking. They're just, you're unable to grab the items out of the water. Um, or they just disappear. Um, my, my, my friend Owlet TV, who I sail with on Fridays on, on my stream, we would sail towards birds, which is what you're chasing after to find these items to help you get the clues to find the sunken ship. We would sail towards birds and as we were perching the birds, the birds would disappear and we could see off into distance where the birds were and the stuff floating there. And by the time we got there, it was gone. And then we would go past to another set of birds and turn around and those birds that we just left were back. So we would flip around and head back to those birds just for them to disappear again. So there is clearly a bug in the system of how these merchant um, voyages interact with the actual spawning items in the seas. And it appears like it's causing a despawn respawn weird cycle where things that are spawning naturally in the world are despawning if you're on a merchant voyage and when you pass them they're gone or they're locked and you can't get into them and it's just a very frustrating and weird experience the other piece with these uh merchant voyages is you get um three clues to find the ship um, um in order to get there 
And the ship has a few items like a normal sunken ship would, and it has a nice uh, Merchant Alliance ledger, and that's the end of the voyage. But there is bonus loot. And the bonus loot is if you find a key. Okay, if you find a key on your way, and there's always a key, according to how the update says, there's always a key, which unlocks the captain's quarters, and inside the captain's quarters is a mound of Merchant Alliance crates. The problem is, the key is sometimes there, and what we found is sometimes it's not. And that's very frustrating. We did about four, I think, Merchant Alliance voyages, these sunken ship voyages, and we found the key about 75% of the time. And why, and many people will say, well, Davram, well, Davram, you probably just missed it. It was there and you missed it. No, 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 no. And, and the two that we didn't find, or the one that we didn't find, no, it was two. Two, I think we didn't find the key on. We searched for an hour and a half each at each of the three points. The key is supposed to spawn at one of the three clues. Okay, it's supposed to spawn at one of the three clues. Um, and we went to these three clues. We scavenged around everywhere, no key. We got to the sunken ship with no key. So we went back. We didn't touch the ledger to complete the quest. We kept the quest alive. And we went back to all three of the points, and none of them had a key. Okay, none of them have a key. So there's clearly an issue um, with these new voyages. And though the voyages are fun, and though if you get the key and everything, they do really w great things to your Merchant Alliance rep, and you make a lot of good money quickly. But there are definitely some bugs with naturally spawning stuff, and with the, the keys. You will also, on times, get clues which are completely blank. Now, I don't feel that the clues being completely blank are some sort of lore or, or, or some sort of mystery that you have to solve. I think they're bugged. Um, because out of the five voyages that we did that night, there was only one. There was only a single one which had the um, which had um, um, one log that was empty, and it was for a ship of which we've already um, we already completed once. So um, I, I I honestly think that um, that that was a bug. I honestly think it was a bug, and it, that that's very unfortunate to me because I think these merchant voyages could have been probably their best voyage system. Um, that they've put in the game. I thoroughly enjoyed the ones that worked, but I was also thoroughly frustrated, irritated, and pissed off um, with the ones that didn't because it's a huge... The voyages alone are a lot of work um, and a lot of time, but when you get bugs, it just adds more time. And again, like I said, the ones where the keys were not where they were supposed to be, we're talking an additional hour to an hour and a half of us searching around the route and around the clues for these keys and never finding them. I really don't like systems that are put in place that have bugs that waste your time, okay? I've got enough things to do to waste my time in life. I don't need my video games to be wasting my time when I'm trying to accomplish something. Video games at their heart are a waste of time because, you know, unless you're getting paid to play them, 
They're not doing anything except maybe some stress relief and some enjoyment with your friends. But inside the video game, when you're trying to achieve things and it's wasting your time just because it was coded poorly, that's really bad. So that is my ugly for this. So good, bad, and ugly. Good, I think they designed the overall progress of the season and the 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 um, everything. I think it was designed pretty good. The bad, uh, too much gold um, uh, rewards and the gold that you get is not that much. Um I think that the exclusive cosmetics are not exclusive enough and that people will be able to get them later. And the ugly is the bugs, specifically with the merchant voyages. Um, so now let's talk about some of the new stuff um, that's happening right now. Either the cosmetics that you can purchase um, or some of the events that are coming up in the next couple of days and weeks. But first, I want to thank one of our partners um, that always fuels my particular podcast and a partner that you've heard in the past couple podcasts that I like to plug because, well, let's be honest, I drink their coffee every single day. So Death Wish Coffee is the coffee that powers our podcast uh, and my streams and my YouTube content, and I've purchased them for years now. It's the only coffee that I purchase, the only coffee that I drink. And I know many people don't agree with that, but it's true. And you can believe me or you don't. I'm telling you, it's true. Um, But it's a super strong coffee. In fact, the strongest naturally growing coffee in the world. You can buy it on their website. You can buy it in whole beans. You can buy it in K-cups. And you can buy it pre-ground. And if you click the link in the show notes, you're going to get 15% off on your first order. And it supports the broadcast. So if you're interested in a very small, uh, very strong and delicious coffee, check out deathwishcoffee.com. Use the link below and you will save 15% off on your first order. If strong black coffee is not your thing, also check out their other lighter coffees such as Valhalla or their seasonal brews. They also have a bourbon um, that they bring out every so often and throughout the seasons they've had peppermint, they've had pumpkin, Um, They've had a whole bunch of different flavors, but check them out. They've always treated me very, very, very well. And I I, I love them very, very much as a company. And I especially love their coffee. I actually have some brewing right now for when this podcast is over so I can drink my next cup of the day. Right now we've just got G Fuel, but Death Wish Coffee, it's coming. So let's talk now about some of the upcoming things that you can do in Sea of Thieves to help with your renowned and help level through the season pass. I have played about 12 hours so far in this season, 12 hours, uh, just casually, not really trying to hammer things out. I I mean, I have three months um, to get this um, season pass done. So I've just been enjoying my time with some old friends that I used to sail with and just enjoying the game as much as I can. But in 12 hours, I have got to level 26 of the season pass, and there are again, 100 levels. So I'm just over a fourth done, and I've only put 12 hours into it. This season is very uh, directed towards casual players, and I think it's a really, really good idea. So, what are some of the events coming up that you can take part in? Well, starting, um, I believe it starts tomorrow, 
Uh, yes, uh, we're recording this and it'll release on February 3rd. Starting tomorrow on February 4th, um, we are going to see the Order of Souls event. And this event looks very easy. And there's a very nice and unique looking weapon set that you can get out of here. Um, very first time that we're seeing a kind of a Middle Eastern sword. Uh, it's a sword that has a nice curvature to it. Um, it. Really beautiful sword. I think it looks really cool. And all you have to do is you have to kill 50 skeletons. Now, why I say it sounds pretty easy, because you're already killing skeletons in the game, and you need to kill a lot of skeletons for your trials um, in order to get bonus renown to level up your season pass. So it just goes hand in hand with the season pass. Again, this starts on the 4th and goes to February 18th. Um, so you have about uh, two, uh, two full weeks to get this done once it starts. To get the sword, you just have to kill 50 um, uh, skeletons. To get the um, the flintlock, which looks really, really nice. It doesn't have an iron sight, it doesn't look like, so I probably won't use it. Um, but to get the flintlock, you have to kill 100 um, skeletons. Uh, to get the uh, Eye of Reach, 200 skeletons. And this Eye of Reach looks really nice. It, it screams Order of Souls and just looks really nice really really good i think the the base model of this is is the wailing barnacle and they've just adjusted the the color scheme and adornments to it looks great 200 skeletons um for uh for the the sniper rifle and what i will say is ghost ships also count um so killing the ghost uh the ghost ships will also give you uh soul credit as as well it's called uh soul fragments so skeletons and ghost ships give you soul fragments 200 of those fragments get you the Eye of Reach. And the Blunderbuss is 350. Um, and then you also get a, um, a, a title called the Hoarder of Souls uh, title. That's 500 fragments. So to unlock everything, you basically need to kill 500 skeletons. Now, we've seen this type of thing before with the Fort of the Damned. So that I'm going to tell you right now, the fastest way to get this done is going to be doing Fort of the Damned. Um, I would say you estimate about 106 skeletons per Fort of the Damned, I think was my estimate. I think, um, if I did the math right and I can remember back when that event was going on, I think it's 103 to 106 per Fort of the Damned. That is, uh, if you switch over and kill Grey Marrow and not just kill his skeletons as they come out, you can get more that way. But right around 100 is what I, 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 I venture to average for Fort of the Dam. So five Fort of the Dams and you should have this event completed. You can get a Fort of the Dam done if you have a good crew um, in about 20 to 30 minutes. So if you need five of them, you can do the math. A couple hours and you should have this entire event done. Um, and you get some really cool um, uh, cosmetics out of it um, as well. You also can get bonus fragments. For every skeleton captain you kill, you get 10. Um, for every ghost ship, you get 2. Um, if you defeat an Ashen Guardian, you get 25. Uh, if you defeat a Skeleton Lord, so that is a uh, Skeletal Fort, you get 50. Um, if you kill an Ashen Winds Cloud, so you defeat the entire Ashen Winds Cloud, uh, you get 50. If you def destroy Flameheart's flagship, you get 50. Um, so it should be a pretty quick thing to do. 
now, how I read this is it says battle skeletons and ghost ships to release their souls. So my guess is you can either defeat ghost ships and get two um, per ghost ship and then kill Flameheart and get 50. So that's a good chunk if you do the Flameheart event. Um, or if you're getting one per skeleton, which how it reads, that's what you should get. Um, 500 skeletons. So take your pick on the fastest way to do it. It looks like doing events is going to be the fastest way, probably. So forts, fleets, um, or forts, flame hearts, and ashen wind clouds um, are probably going to be the fastest way to get this done. And at the same time, it's the fastest way to get your renowned up. So I would stick to events um, in order to get this done again, starting on February 4th and going for two weeks to get the really cool Order of Souls stuff. The other thing coming up, and unfortunately, unfortunately, um, I am not a Sea of Thieves partner. So unfortunately, I won't be able to um, take part in getting the um, the Phoenix items. Um, but starting on February 5th, and February 5th is um, a Friday, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, you will be able to watch um, any Sea of Thieves partner for 20 to 30 minutes and you will be able to receive um, an item each day that's part of the um, the Phoenix set. I believe they're starting with the accessories, so the lantern, the... Um, uh, I, I can't remember if they're starting with the accessories or they're starting with the instruments. I, I don't remember. Uh, they just have a picture of all of them on their website. That's seaofthieves.com slash twitch-drops. Make sure you link your account there. Seathieves.com slash twitch dash drops. Link your account there and then watch a streamer on each day for 20 to 30 minutes and you'll get them. Um, but it's a really nice set. It actually goes off of the streamer set, <clears throat> which makes sense as to why um, it's a Twitch drop. So right now, uh, if a streamer of a certain um, uh, viewer count, uh, they get a set of exclusive sales as a streamer and it's, it's a white sails with uh, a golden, uh, like fire Phoenix with the rare logo on it. Um, so these items are going to be white and gold and, and with light blue ribbons and, uh, the flaming gold Phoenix with the rare logo, um, adorned on it. Um, and you, again, you can go to the website here and you can see what each of the items looks like. Um, I'm assuming we'll get the full set eventually through Twitch drops. Um, I don't know if they're going to hold off until later on in the season to do the next set. Um, but the first set of items looks really cool. Um, again, I always tune in because I'm a collectionist, so I'm going to, to get all that stuff. So um, <laughs> you can count on me having all those beautiful things um, very, very, very soon. Um, the other items that you can also get right now, and I, I mentioned earlier... Um, there's a new set of items um, for each of the um, merchants that are in the villages or in the outpost. There are a, a clothing set, um, which is a reskinned um, Bilgerat set. Looks really nice. Finally, they've instituted black hand and feet wraps. So that, that really, really excited me seeing that. Um, <clears throat> there's a new weapon set that requires a new weapon and ship set which requires you to get um, a accommodation, which is 350, I believe, um, barnacle chests from sunken ships, which play hand-in-hand -hand with the merchant vessels. 
You need 350 to get Hoarder of the uh, Barnacle, or Hoarder of the Barnacle Chest or something like that. I can't remember the exact name of the commendation, but it's grade five of the Barnacle ch uh, Chest sold to the Gold Hoarder. Um, you get access to purchase uh, a new ship set and a new weapon set, which is a alternate color um, design for the very coveted uh, Wailing Barnacle set um, that, that people like Pace uh, 22 uh, make very famous because he uses it all the time. It's a very clean looking, uh, beautiful set. So um, definitely something to check out and work on to get that. And if you are a pirate legend, I will say probably one of my favorite designed items that they've came out with in a long time. And what that 20 million gold I talked about earlier goes mostly to is a new set called Dark Adventure. I think it should be called Dark Legend, but it's a very dark set, uh, very like Damascus steel looking, mangled steel looking, um, with a maroon, and, uh, uh, like a maroon and kind of gray blue wrap on it. And all of the items have a red, dark blood red Athena um, logo on them. They look absolutely fantastic. They don't glow, which I appreciate very much. They're very expensive, but you can get instruments. You can get your accessories like your compass and you can get the full weapon set. I hope that they later will do a ship set for this um, as like kind of a counterpart to the um, current pirate legend, um, which is very bright and regal gold purple um, coloration. I hope they do a skin version of this dark adventure later because the color palette that they used on this with the dark Damascus steel, the mangled thing, blade looking things. Um, the weapons are clean looking with that blood red Athena logo The they did an absolutely bang out job with this, uh, with this weapon set and accessory set. So check that out. If you're a pirate legend, it is in the pirate legend hideout. And that's where most of that 20 million gold is going to go to. I've got a few of the items bought, but I don't have all of the items bought yet. I still need about 15 uh, more million gold in order to get that. So I'm going to be buying them over time. Uh, but if you are a wealthy, wealthy person out there, check that out because those are very, very brilliant looking items. The final thing I want to talk to everyone about today is about the fastest way in order to get through your season pass. I suggest events. It seems to be the fastest way. However, what I will direct you to, and what I will say is, look at the trials. Um, season one trials, there's the trials of adventure, there's the trials of exploration, the trials of combat, and the trials of the sea. Basically, anything that has been accommodation or an event before is now in these trials. So anything you're doing on the seas is going to give you that bonus renown to level through your season pass. I only have four of the four of the like hundred trials completed and I'm level 26. Um, but things that you can do, um, just for some examples, I'm not going to go through with all of them. You can check it out. Sea of thieves, um, dot com and check out your profile and your season progress. You could see where you are. Um, but things like take part, um, in a trading, uh, tra take part in a swift trial to learn the basics of embarking on a trading company voyage. So do a voyage, right? Do, do, do some sort of voyage. Um, the, the items under that one is purchase a trading company voyage, vote on a voyage proposed by another pirate, 
sail across the seas, sail five miles across the seas. And those will level up, right? So that is novice Voyager. Then there's proficient Voyager, which is finish a voyage for um, each trading company, use the captain's table to vote on a voyage, sail 50 miles on the seas. And then it goes up from there to um, to like expert sailor, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so there's a lot of different things that level on each other. And each time you complete that, you're going to get that renowned credit. And you will see it pop up if you complete anything. You'll see it pop up in the upper left corner of your screen telling you that you completed something or you're progressing something on one of these trials. Um, but in my opinion, the fastest way to get these trials done um, and the fastest way to get yourself up um, to 100 renowned is just doing a whole heck of a lot of events. Fort of the Dam, forts, flame hearts, fleets, clouds, um, that's probably going to be your fastest way. That's probably going to be your fastest way. If you're interested in PVP, um, there's definitely some, um, um, some PVP things in there, um, such as there's, there's the ambitious Reaper. Um, so that is, um, uh, turning everything into Reapers. Um, you can, you can do that that way. There's, there's, um, gunpowder barrel ones. There's Warsmith ones. There's stealing loot, um, from things. Um, you're also going to want to kill Megs and Krakens. So basically anything you're doing out there on the seas um, is, is something that's going to allow you uh, to, to get this renown. But if you're a new player or you're someone who gets a little overwhelmed or needs something to focus on, uh, what I would suggest is pull up the trials, look at a few, and just focus on those and allow the trials to guide you to that 100 renown. Um I'm a person that I do like to focus on things very heavily. Um, but with that being said, um, I also like to just adventure in this game and just like to have fun and explore and, and role play at times. Um, so I just let the seas guide me and I kill the Megs as they come up and I kill the Krakens as they come up and I kill the players as they come up and I do the different events and I'm just taking it casually. If you're someone who wants to pound through this particular, um, this particular um, uh, renowned and get to a hundred, which there were people who were renowned a hundred after the, the first or second day. It is something you can pound through. Focus on these trials. Just start knocking them out. Use it as your checklist in order to get renowned a hundred. Um, but we're about out of time. Um, I've rambled enough about things, but guys, I think season one um, is going to be a hit. Uh, for Sea of Thieves, um, I think when we uh, when we recap um, this month and see where the the player base is, I think we're going to see a nice spike in the Sea of Thieves player base. I can tell you right now, um, the seas haven't felt too empty. Um, I've been able to have a lot of good and interesting interactions with players um, from PvP just to casual chatting and role playing. So I've had a lot of fun. Um, the, the seas are popping right now. So I think we'll see that season one, um, is going to do a lot for the player base. Um, but I think there's also a lot of hard lessons that rare needs to look at with this particular season and make season two even better. Um, this is definitely gauged towards the casual player, which I appreciate very much. Veteran players are going to blow through this season very, very quickly as we've seen many streamers, um, and many people who are playing every single day are already renowned 100. It's just how it is. Um, I don't think that they should base the season off of those veteran players. I think they need to base the season off of 
the middle of the road, not the casual players, not the veteran players, right in the middle of the road players, right? The players who are playing a few times a week, um, not every single day, um, and not like once or twice a week like myself. I think they need to base the season so casual players have to work a little bit more, and those veteran players, they don't get everything on day one or two, but within the first week, they can have it. Kind of like the model that many MMOs do with their... um, with their raids and stuff like that. Like WoW understands that in about the first two weeks of a raid being launched, that that raid's going to be beaten by the top pe- the, by the top guilds um, in the world. So in my opinion, Sea of Thieves should also look at a season pass that way. Of the first two weeks, roughly, um, that's what I would gauge it. You've got three months. So in two weeks, the veteran players who just eat, breathe, breathe sleep, everything this game, they can get it done in two weeks. You know, the middle of the road players, they can get it done in about two months and the casual players will take all three months to get it done. So I think there's definitely some work that they could do on bettering it and making it um, a a little more challenging to get through. I also think they just need to look at what the rewards are more. If you're going to give this much gold out, give more gold in those unlocks. If you're going to give away exclusive cosmetics, make sure that they truly are exclusive. But I think Seasons 1 is off to a great start. Um, I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned. um, And maybe in the future, clean up the bugs before you release things. Um, Yeah, because your new voyages are cool, but they got a shit ton of bugs. And it's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. But guys, thank you very much for tuning in again. If you would like to watch my live streams where I play Sea of Thieves a few times a week and I play a lot of World of Warcraft, check it out at twitch.tv slash Davram. If you would like to check out my other social media and content, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, Davram TV on all those. If you would like to be generous and support this broadcast, of course, you can drop bits and subs over at twitch.tv, especially if you have Amazon Prime, or you can go over to patreon.com slash Davram TV, and you will be able to, uh, uh, to, to support this broadcast. Please do, um, drop me some feedback comments below. If you're watching it on YouTube, let me know what you would like me to cover on, uh, on future episodes. Also join our discord. We have a lot of good times over there, but guys stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you next time on pirate talk radio.